Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you very, very much uh, for joining us. I want to uh, lead off the show with a question. And the question is, well, let, let me play this first. Play cut number four, please. Well, President Harris led this effort. Led play this it, effort play to make things play it, uh, the countries from which they are. Play the beginning of it one more time. Well, President Harris led this effort, led this effort to make things better in the countries from which they are leaving. And thanks to her leadership, she's been able to generate more than $3.2 billion from the private sector to create jobs and opportunities in El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala. All right. Let's all thank President Harris. I think we should all thank President Harris for the $4 million uh, illegal immigrants who came across the border that have been accounted for and the at least two or three million more that we don't know about. Let's thank President Harris for the record number of drug overdoses in the last two years, clearly caused by Biden fentanyl, which comes from his favorite country, who's paid him more money than the United States, China. It is making China wealthy. It is making China dominant. And it's destroying the youth of America. And it is brought across the border freely and openly with the uh, involvement of the Mexican cartels who handle it on both sides of the border. Stop the lies. The border is wide open. It's wide open. Now. Let's go back to the beginning and play just the very first 20 seconds of uh, Biden's comments. Well, President Harris led this effort. Okay, stop. Is he crazy? I don't care what you want to call it. How many times is he going to call a President Harris? And we're not going to pull him out of the White House and put him in the nut house. When, when are we going to pull him out when he starts talking about He had a meeting with his father after he was vice president to talk about giving the Purple Heart to his uncle, and his father and his uncle were dead for four years. When are we going to put them in the nuthouse? You put people in the nuthouse for that, not in the White House. Twice the guy said that his son was killed in Iraq. After he was told the first time that it wasn't true, he repeated it. That's not just lying. That's called a delusion. D-E-L-U-S-I-O-N. Delusion. Our commander-in-chief is delusional. The head of the slave-supporting uh, Democrat Party as part of its history, and they don't want to get rid of the name Democrat. They want to get rid of the name Washington. But they want to keep a delusional president in office. This is the man who saw Franklin Roosevelt on television reading the comics. There was no television when Franklin Roosevelt was alive. He is delusional. Delusional people do not belong near buttons that can blow up the world. Great nations are not led by delusional people 
They are destroyed by delusional people like Nero. This man is sick. He is mentally ill. You don't keep saying somebody else is the president when you're the president if you are of sound mind. Who has the guts to raise it? He's got a whole cabinet of jackasses sitting around with him listening to him talk about President Harris. And they claim to be Americans? They claim to care about the good of America? And you allow this guy with brains missing to run our country? He's going to go down to the border soon. Who the hell knows what he's going to say down there? He may think he's in Ukraine. This is an outrage. Where's our patriotism? Even Republicans. Why doesn't somebody stand up in the well of the Congress and say, get rid of this nut? I'm sorry, this country can't be led by somebody who goes to Cambodia and thinks he's in Colombia. It doesn't happen once. It happens every day, and they cover it up. Is there anybody loyal to the people of the United States? We are entitled to a president of sound mind. He is not of sound mind, and we are all lying to each other. That destroys a nation, and he is destroying us. Example number one. New York Post today, Empire Epidemic of Fentanyl in 22. We're just talking about New York City, record drug deaths in New York City from the drug that comes in because of Joe Biden. You can stop this drug from coming in. It comes in across a border we could patrol. When Trump was president, the number was 500,000. This year it was 2.7 million. And this jackass is going to go down to the border and again make an idiot out of himself like he did in Europe or in Asia or wherever the heck he goes or the Virgin Islands. A great country needs a leader at least, at least of sound mind. We have a leader who's missing a significant number of brains. Enough so that he is not of sound mind. He is also, without any doubt, a proven major 30-year criminal whose criminality was deliberately covered up as part of a conspiracy to defraud you and elect him president of the United States. Deliberately covered up so that you would elect a criminal president of the United States, and you did. But your criminal is also demented. What a combination. No wonder we're in the shape we're in. No wonder it costs more for everything you buy. No wonder America is not respected, and no wonder all those people in Ukraine are dead, because it wouldn't have happened had you not elected them. You know that. You know they wouldn't have done this on Trump. You know it. We all know it. Just think of how many people we got killed in Afghanistan because we had crooked, demented Biden in the White House. 
a president of reasonable maturity would not have taken out the troops before the civilians. A president of reasonable patriotism would not have given up the air base 400 miles from China. And then a president of decency would not keep this bum as head of, really, as, as, as the guy who's supposed to stop the immigrants, illegal immigrants from coming over and destroying our country and, and protect our national security. Let's listen to the second biggest liar in America, Mayorkas, number 16. The border is not open. Stop, continue to stop, stop, stop. That's all I need. Liar, liar, liar. Impeach him. The border is not open. 2.7 million people we can record coming in. Liar. And we don't have the guts to impeach even him. We keep demented in the White House. He keeps saying wacky things every day. We got a country that's going to hell right now. We got a country that isn't respected anywhere in the world. And we've got a president where whenever we send him anywhere, we got to figure out what kind of problems is he going to cause for our national security. And we have no idea how indebted he is to China. We just know he's selling out to them all the time. How, how can we possibly have a president got $31 million from China? How? How? I don't know. Come on. Use your common sense, please. Suppose President Reagan got $30 million from the Soviet Union, or, or Michael Reagan did, or, uh, or John Kennedy. I don't care how popular they were. They would have gone to jail. Somebody's got to have the courage to save this country on a much bigger scale than we're, than, we're t than we're talking about. Well, the McCarthy thing uh, took a big turn, I think, but it's not there yet. On the 13th ballot, McCarthy flipped 15 of the 21 no votes. Wow, that's close. Ooh, I never thought he'd flip that many, that fast. Fast meaning on one ballot. So now we got six members remaining. He needs two of them. But these are two tough ones. Uh, uh, Matt Gates can't possibly vote for him and ever show up again for the House, I think. He put himself, I mean, if I, I would have advised him to always leave yourself room to, uh, to back off, you know. Hmm? Always have to be able to retreat. I'm sorry. If all your men again get killed, you got to retreat, right? That's a good general would even do that. He left himself no room to retreat. Biggs and Bobbert, almost, but not as bad. Crane and Rosendale, those are the six. I think he, I think he gets Biggs and Bobbert. What do you think of that? Bobbert's getting a little uh, heat from her constituency. Remember, she's from Colorado, not, uh, not necessarily solid, solid right-wing Republican. Andy Biggs, a very smart guy. Andy Biggs, uh, probably, and I know Matt, and Matt's a very smart guy. I probably know Matt and Andy Biggs the best of those, and I work with them very closely. 
Andy Biggs, I think, sees, excuse the pun, the bigger picture. Um, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. Uh, at this point, they're gonna go with him. We're gonna take a short break. Uh, we'll come right back. We have got plenty of other subjects to cover in the mayor's final thoughts. Also, Rudy Giuliani on seventy-seven WABC. Rudy Giuliani on seventy-seven WABC. Giuliani, back uh, with you and. Uh, I want to devote the second half of this show, most of it, to January 6th, which it sounds like Biden wants to make into a national holiday. But I have a different idea as to what the national holiday should be about. Uh, but I thought maybe we'd cover a few little things that really just I wanted to bring your attention, because I'm not sure anybody else will. Uh, it is a little item in the post, but uh, Schiff, his office has now uh, made specific requests to Twitter that accounts of journalists should be cut off. That's called a fascist activity by Shifty Schiff. The guy who should be in jail is Schiff, who claims to have evidence of Russian collusion directly involving my former client and friend Donald Trump. He has never been required by the Shifty Schiff House of Representatives, the crooked House of Representatives, the leadership, the crooked leadership, to produce any of that. And I believe he should be prosecuted for obstruction of justice because he attempted to take a president of the United States out of office on what he knew was contrived evidence by trying to frame him with Russian collusion after he knew that Hillary Clinton paid for all of that and was all untrue. There are a group of Democrats that fit into that category, by the way, including the president but and the former one and the present one, Obama and uh and, uh, and 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 Biden, of course. Uh, we also we also we also should uh, point out something that I think answers the question about what we should do about this bail thing in New York. I mean, Governor Hochul Pokel says there's no evidence, no evidence, no evidence. I think Mayor Adams can answer that adequately for her. But the Post has an article today: city in crisis. That just 327 crooks made up 30% of the 22,000 shoplifting arrests last year. These people were arrested at least 20 times each. And of the 327 of them, uh, 235 of them are right now walking the streets and probably in the middle of a shoplifting. This is the whole career criminal program that I put into effect in 1994 uh, remained in effect all through uh, Bloomberg and is one of the reasons. I know people talk about Comstat and other things. I did a lot of other things uh, that was reversed, that should be put back. It's as if Adams and his people are reinventing the wheel. Uh, And they're starting to do the things that they should do. But a lot of people got killed waiting for this. If the guy had come to me and asked me, I could have given him the program on day one. Now, I know it's embarrassing for him because of the names that he calls me and the stuff like that. He did endorse me in 1997 for mayor. He did say I was a better mayor than Dinkins. And it's just a simple fact that I reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of the city or any city in America. In fact, I may be one of the few mayors who actually did reduce crime. His first year in office... 
overall crime is up 32%. So he's not one of the mayors who's reduced crime, even a little bit. He could use help. Uh, not a bad idea to ask for it. He's really upset that that the de Blasio people are criticizing him without offering help and did admit that my people offered him help, as did uh, Bloomberg's, as you might expect, and Dinkins and people from back in Concha's day. That, that's what happens. Mayor Lindsay offered me help. He was a Democrat who opposed me. I had lunch with him. Then I had dinner with him. I would say we became friends, even though we had a very, very different political philosophy. And he, at that time, was a rather partisan Democrat. Uh, but some of the advice that he gave me, I used effectively about how to manage agencies. So, I mean, these are very, very difficult jobs. And if you don't have humility, you can't do them. You don't have to act like you have it because you have to sound like you're a real tough leader. But deep inside, you have to have it. I also want to mention, uh, before we get to January 6th, that uh, the apparent recovery of uh, Mr. Hamlin is, Jamar Hamlin is a blessing to the country. I did a, I did a um, live cast last night, going to do it again tonight, uh, 8 to 9, and it's on uh, YouTube and it's on Instagram and it's on Twitter and lots of places. And we talked about, uh, about Mr. Hamlin and the prayer that has been brought back to this country. And God instantly brought back. Well, we'll be back, not instantly, but in a few minutes. We'll be talking about January 6th. The mayor starts. We'll say a little more about Mr. Hamlin. Okay? Rudy Giuliani on 77 WABC. Rudy Giuliani on 77 WABC. We're going to start with a, a call to Larry in uh, Brooklyn. Yes. Hi, Rudy. I want to talk about the NFL. Uh, you know, um, I've been pulling for this, this kid tomorrow. Oh, how can you not, right? I mean, what a great kid. Yeah. What yeah, a great I want, kid. I, I want to tell you, you know, I think there's been a lot of other injuries recently in the NFL. Nick, Fo Nick Foles. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, there's been some others, too, the Jets quarterbacks. Now, I think I, I hate to bring God into this, but I believe that God is sending a message to the NFL. Well, tell us. Tell us. Okay. All right. <clears throat> there is a quarterback by the name of Josh Rosen, who was who was in 2018. He led the entire collegiate uh, football in uh, playing for U UCLA, I believe. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, this guy, this guy has been the, was the greatest quarterback I've seen in my life since Joe Namath. He had the greatest arm, and he's been run out of football. He was a first round draft uh, pick from the Arizona Cardinals. He had a rookie year that was comparable to Elway and Marino, okay? And everybody will agree to that. And yes, the Arizona Cardinals went for a first went for Tyler Murray, another quarterback, uh, an African American quarterback in the first round, and Josh Rosen was displaced. He's been on five teams since and he's been recently cut from the Browns. Now this guy was a phenom and there's no doubt nobody's going to say otherwise. And um <clears throat> I ran it by Sid Rosenberg, but Sid Rosenberg you know, he doesn't have Jewish pride like I do. He's half Jewish. And <laughs> oh, he, come on. And he, he said that Josh Rosen, quote, unquote, sucks, which was a lie. Now, I believe well, I can't I can't I, I can't resolve this for you. 
because I don't. I've never seen jo, uh, uh, Josh Rosenberg. the uh, the uh, The implication is that um, that the NFL is uh, uh, is prejudiced. It, it makes decisions based on political correctness and and racism, and would take a black quarterback over a Jewish quarterback. Is that it? Well, yes, but the thing is, he made a big mistake, Josh Rosen. When he was when he was Rosen, it is when he was picked in his press conference. He got he was very arrogant, and he said, "I'm going to make the first nine teams that pass me by pay." Okay, that was a little bit arrogant. Yeah. and you're supposed to be humble. You're supposed to be humble. That's you know, okay. so they probably said we're going to prevent him from from accomplishing that. Okay. We're going to run him out of this league, and that's what they did. And I'm, I, I want to shout out to Woody Johnson because Woody Johnson needs a quarterback right now for the Jets. They got a great team. He needs a quarterback. Josh Rosen is out there. Why waste a draft pick? When well, you I'm going to take. I'm going to. I'm going to take a look. I'm going to take a look at this, Larry. Uh, although I have to disagree with you about my friend Sid. My, uh, my friend. Uh, my friend Sid is a very proud, a very proud man, Jewish and American. So, on that one, we're going to have to disagree. But I'll take a look at this. At this. At this Rosenberg thing. What I wanted to say about. Uh, about. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, however, is the injury was stunning and uh, stunning because the man died on the field. Now, I don't know if most people realize that I did. Uh, I was with Dr. Maria and Ted at the time, and Dr. Maria immediately confirmed it and said he suffered from sudden death syndrome. But when I saw his body go limp, having seen people die, I knew he was dead. And I didn't realize, as she did, that you can, uh, you know, you can so, not I'm going to say so easily resuscitate, but that um, that you can do that. And here I will give the NFL all the credit in the world, even though I am a big uh, critic of the NFL, maybe for different reasons than the gentleman before, but I am. Uh, they got medical care to him like you just wish they got it to you that fast. And uh, I did exactly the right things. I had an expert with me all the way with Dr. Maria, and she's been, and her whole background was was emergency medicine, and she was very impressed. This man's alive because of, I believe, two things, and you can you can pick the order, the prayers of all the players in America, and the unbelievably expert care of this first group of medical people who reached him, followed up by the others. But that first group doesn't do its job right. The others have no chance. So this is something we can be very proud of. We can be very proud of the way our medical team for the NFL reacted. We can be extraordinarily proud of our football players. They just they just prayed to God right away. Nobody had to tell them. There was no argument over atheism or like on the battlefield. I don't know how many of those big, tough men are religious. I bet a lot are, but not all. I bet a lot of them haven't thought about God in a long time. But they knew they were up against it. They knew there was nothing else they could do. These are men who are used to doing things about things. They could do nothing for their friend or their colleague or the man they saw as, but for the grace of God, go I. And what did they do? Immediately, they prayed. So don't think you kicked God out of America, you left-wing swine. You did not. <laughs> God came right back. You had no chance to ban him. You had no chance to exclude prayer. <laughs>
exclude prayer in NFL games like in school. Who the heck would ever pray at the beginning of an NFL game? Oh, my goodness, if we did that, the world would end. Well, boy, they prayed. They prayed so hard. That's all you saw, big, giant men, white, black, brown, and everything else, and women kneeling down, praying to God. Okay, left-winger, go stuff that somewhere. So let's go to Rick in uh, in New York. Jersey. Rudy, I wanted to uh, defend you, but before I do that, I want to answer a question I tried to answer for you yesterday, but my line seemed to be dead. You asked why the global warming scam, and the answer is control of everything. There's nothing you can do that doesn't create CO2. You think it started that way? Or do you think I'm, – I'm serious because I, I agree with you. I'm pretty much on your side. I mean, uh, and I think it's a scam at this point for guys like uh, Gore to get rich and other people. Uh, and it's also a, a scam for communists to redistribute wealth. But do you think it started that way, or do you think some of these people were convinced when they were first saying, that, you know, in 1990, the world's going to end in 2000? I mean, the world, the world was supposed to end in 2010. The world is always ending. They've been using that to per- persecute people since the beginning of time. And there's also the global warming scam was used in 1922, actually, it's in the Washington Post. You can see almost the same story, November 2nd, 1922. But anyway, yeah, it's been decades now that this is all in the plan, and pretty much everything you see is part of it. The inflation, um, the loss of, you know, jobs and industry. Um, now they're trying to control businesses, saying how much CO2 you can produce. They're telling farmers you got to cut down on the methane, so they're attacking our food supplies. They want everybody poor. Well, I think there's a movement building up against it now, though including an intellectual movement and a scientific movement with support, because I think, as usual, they've gone too far. Uh, when they were talking about pollution, everybody was with them. If they're talking about some uh, change in the environment, well, that happens all the time, or change in atmosphere, that happens all the time. Sometimes it's not helpful changes, and we have to readapt, and we have to accommodate ourselves to it. But to think that we could, you know readjust the universe because of our actions. It's part of the atheism and nihilism and, uh, uh, well, it's kind of like the sin of Adam and Eve, if you think about it, right? That they could be God. To think that we can affect the universe by our carbon to that extent and that the universe isn't really affecting things more is um, thinking you're God. It's a complex of um, making yourself so important that you're uh, you're the whole world, and it's really at the core of communism. So, thank you. Now I want to remind everyone that today is the anniversary of January 6th, uh, which uh, Joe Biden has spent the last half hour lying about completely, like his lying committee did. Now, uh, you... You tell me, if you were on a committee investigating January 6th, you're just an ordinary, nice, decent, honest person. Would you have not gathered or presented to the public any evidence about the one person who was killed that day? There's one person who died that day. After the lying, about four people dying. First, you would have found out why did they lie about the four people dying. 
then you would have found out what justification they had for calling it an insurrection when no one brought a gun. And why would people want to exaggerate what was already a bad thing anyway, if there wasn't a political motive? And then you sure as hell would want a complete, absolutely transparent, totally thorough investigation of what appears to be the unjustified murder of Ashley Babbitt. An American veteran, a Trump supporter, which apparently is the reason she got killed, not necessarily even having committed a crime. We don't know how she entered. We don't know if she broke in or whether she uh, walked in uh, with everyone else who were invited in. We have loads of film of people being almost ushered in. We don't know how she came in. If she did commit a crime, she committed the misdemeanor of trespass. Uh, We basically have a film of her, all while she was in there, she broke nothing, she burned nothing. She didn't advocate uh, burning the building down or destroying the building like like Sullivan did, who's gone free, and we're going to hear him in a minute, or Epps. Uh, And when she was shot, she was unarmed, had made no threats, was not warned, and could have easily been handcuffed by anywhere from 6 to 12 police officers who were in the area. And uh, the guy who filmed it, Sullivan, just happened to be in the right place at the right time so that he got that thing uh, like a Hollywood movie and made a lot of money for it. Just exactly what he was doing doing that is interesting because the guy was under indictment at the time for doing a similar thing in Utah for inciting riot where a person was killed under circumstances that sure as hell makes it look like a murder, and he just happened to get it on film. Now I want you to know the following about Sullivan. First, I want you to go to my podcast today, RudyGiulianiCS.com, and listen to Who is John Sullivan? And I want, I want you to look at the pictures and come away from it and tell me that January 6th isn't a fix by the FBI. I want you to listen to him invite people to destroy the Capitol. I want you to see the text of inviting people to take Donald Trump out of the White House, which, by the way, he was never arrested for by the Secret Service. That is, in and of itself, a serious federal crime to threaten the President of the United States. Uh, uh, Trump not entitled to that protection? It's outrageous what he texted and then what he said in the White House, not having been arrested. There are people in jail for a year, a year and a half, who did nothing compared to what this man did in encouraging and carrying out this riot. Or Epps both of whom are completely free, because there's no question, unless you're stupid, that we're working for the FBI to exacerbate this situation. Nor has there been any attempt to identify the 200-plus Antifa members who are identified by Johnson's brother as being there at the time. Nor is there any attempt to identify the people 
who was standing next to Ashley Babbitt when she's killed, one of whom has been identified to me as an Antifa member. All of that's been covered up. And why wouldn't it be covered up? The January 6th committee is a committee of known liars. The January 6th committee is made up of shady people, crooked people, dishonest people. Election deniers like their chairman who sued me and his case was shoved up his and thrown out of court because he's a dishonest man. And Shifty Schiff, my God, Shifty Schiff tried to overthrow the government with a phony charge and still hasn't been held to account for his lying about Russian collusion. Every one of those members lied about Russian collusion. Every single one of them is a known liar. How many of them back the idea of Russian disinformation when they carried out the biggest con job in American history, the biggest fraud in an American election, by holding back the hard drive, as if we have no First Amendment in this country, and the Democrats are our communist overlords. Well, when we come back, uh, the first thing you will hear is Mr. Sullivan, and you tell me why this man is free if the FBI isn't in this up to its ears. And once again, our demented president is totally out of his mind in what he's saying about January 6th. Rudy Giuliani on 77 WABC. It's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mayor's Final Thoughts. It's Rudy Giuliani, and yes, I'm back with the Tunnel to Towers Mayor's Final Thoughts. Tunnel to Towers, the organization that is there for our uniform members who lose their lives in service to us or lose the use of their body. In either case, it's Tunnel to Towers that's there to pay off the mortgage on the home or to build a smart home so that the person can have maximum independence. But most importantly, know that we have their back. Now, you be one that has their back and send in your $11 a month and be part of the group that's building those homes and taking care of those people. And when you hear of one of these tragedies, you can feel that you're participating, you're doing your part. Well, this is January 6th, and we've heard all the exaggerations and all the lies and all the one-sided investigation, and nobody looks at Pelosi's records because everybody knows that she was involved in orchestrating a lot of this, and nobody's going to do anything to crooked Pelosi and her crooked husband. But I want you to listen right now uh, to... Uh, uh, a guy named John Sullivan, I'll tell you his background a bit. John Sullivan is a self-acknowledged supporter of Antifa. He has a, a videotape that you can see at RudyGiulianiCS.com right now if you go there, uh, uh, training people of Antifa how to dress, how to use arms, how to use an AK-47. He is arrested. As he's speaking here, he is under arrest and indictment in Utah for incitement to riot that led to murder, something that he filmed. And he uh, had sent out numerous texts, numerous meaning four or five, I want to get, get it just right, inviting Antifa members to come to Washington. 
in order to uh, in order to make January sixth violent, but also in order to take out President Trump. That statement in a text is a crime. It's a threat on the president. He should have been arrested if the FBI theoretically monitors Twitter. They don't monitor it for threats on the president of the United States. Now listen to Sullivan the day before January 6th at aptly named Black Lives Matter Square in Washington. No, no, we ain't about waiting until the next election. We about to go get that I am about that Because you know what time it is? I want y'all to be after me. It's time for revolution. It's time for revolution. It's time for revolution. They are charging Trump with incitement and not him? And not him? This man has been free since January 6th, running around the country. Making 40,000, 50,000, some people say 200,000 for his video, which looks like he knew it was going to end in a shooting. Just watch it. The next day, he's on tape breaking into the Capitol. There are people arrested who just have simple trespass. He broke in. He encouraged destruction on tape in the Capitol. I can't play it all for you now. I don't have enough time. Go to RudyGiulianiCS.com. You can see it all. I don't allege. I prove. I'm not a lying Democrat. I'm not a, a lying lawyer of the New York bar. I'm not some kind of crazy political nut. I'm the best damn prosecutor that this country had in about 50 years. You go listen to Sullivan, and you tell me, if he's not in jail, we got a crooked Justice Department, and we got a crooked FBI, and man, oh man, why won't they tell us how many FBI agents were inside January 6th? Why won't they tell us how many Antifa members were inside January 6th? They were all there, and I have it on record, and I'm not giving up. God bless America. We'll see you next week. Rudy Giuliani on 77 WABC.